Hey, what's going on? It's CJ the Day Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast. Um, just as a heads up, we're gonna have it's a little glitchy this episode, audio wise and visually. Sorry about that, guys. Things happen, but we still gotta push the content, so we do what we do. Um, shout out to Cleveland, Ohio, represent our new audio upgraders tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, what else we got? Yeah, man, we're just covering it all. We're talking about HR Quadruple Six. We're talking about the Upgrade America podcast impact, what we think our impact is, you know. Um, we're talking about is Amazon getting too big? You know, they got everything. So will it ever stop? But anyway, enjoy the episode. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you very much. Peace. Like champagne mimosa yeah. How's a campaign can't complain It's so, so amazing Can't even explain it So out of this world I'm a pain in your anus She ain't even saying nothing They think that I'm playing, son Told you what the plan is yep. Take over the planet Or yep. hit a Cameron Rock. What's up, world? I'm Cameron Ra Independent 2020 presidential candidate And host and executive producer of Upgrade America Greatest show on earth as far as I'm concerned I don't know about you. Please be joined by CJ the Day Slayer over there. Spider Man, Spider Man. Let's see the rest of that shirt, man. Yeah, that's it. Representing the Marvel. That's what's up. Yeah, you know, that's my favorite guy. What's happening on your side, man? I'm chilling, man. Uh, life is good. Grateful, blessed. It's an interesting coffee mug you got there. This, uh, oh yeah, with the Mexican oh, scarf. Yeah. I think it's Mexican art. Yeah. I'm rocking the uh, Okay, yeah, that, that's right up your alley. <laughs> well, you know me, Star Wars fan over here, but uh, Chris, you kind of got me into coffee. We were having that conversation of yeah. cups versus K cups versus uh, you know regular filters. I'm liking the K cup thing. I, I really like this with plug and play. Boom. I like. I like regular filters too. I, the next thing I would probably invest in is a French press and do like the artisan kind of, okay. you know, like I'm kind of curious to play with that. Cause I, I do like enjoy coffee. Like it is an experience for me. It so, really is. And I find myself getting, enjoying the experience more, but also uh, benefiting from the energy levels. Like just <laughs> across the country, sipping Red Bulls, you know, like all day. And, I think this is a more milder boost, but everybody, welcome to the show, Upgrade America, greatest show on Earth and soon to be Mars, but what are we talking (laughs) about today, man? What's what's on the agenda? All right, I'm going to give the rundown. Cam's going to talk about his awesome road trip. We're going to talk about the impact of Upgrade America podcast globally and domestically. We're going to talk about some new listeners. Um, We're going to talk about the main topic is going to be HR quadruple six um and we'll tie in operation warp speed with that because they're kind of hand in hand but the main part of it we're going to focus on is hr quadruple six um we got two international stories that are quite interesting we got race car topic of the week brianna taylor out in louisville and her boyfriend kenneth walker very interesting case this okay I did a little research, some interesting facts. 
Um, we're gonna talk about Amazon buying up AMC theaters. Is it a good move, smart move, innovative move, or are they getting too big? Getting too big. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. We're gonna talk about CGI getting a what is it? A contract with uh, uh what is it? Publicity agency or um? Are you referring to the digital models? Yes. Uh, it's not necessarily CGI in a contract. We discussed this on a, a podcast before, how like pretty much actors, they can like, I don't want to say buy an entire actor, but buy a model, like a video game model. And mm-hmm. then more or less like mold these things. And um, acting's getting, um, the entertainment game is it's getting pretty interesting. But... Uh, what else we got on the agenda? Uh, I think the other thing that was interesting that we stumbled across, you and I talk about the marriage of capitalism and social responsibility. And we found, I stumbled across um, B Corporations, which mm-hmm. includes all of that. So we're going to dive into what that is and talk about one of your concepts, Skyward. How that would basically be a B Corporation, in essence. That's one of the possible ways to build that up and through the B Corp also non-profit but I do we have as I mentioned we can elaborate on that but the B Corp it, it's a it's a different approach than that I kind of like mm-hmm. um so man where you want to start let's let's start with uh, your okay. trip man let's just okay. jump right okay. into uh, it you know pardon if my, my energy levels a wee bit on lower than before but i spent the last um let's call it 22 hours doing stagnated shifts driving uh back to the east coast but i drove to uh, south dakota to see mount rushmore that was an awesome pilgrimage got to see the ogs you know uh-huh. washington's out there uh, abraham lincoln is also out there theodore roosevelt and i want to say andrew jack no, I'm sorry. I'm Thomas Jim Jefferson. Roosevelt. I think, yeah, I believe it's Roosevelt and then uh, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson. Yeah, watched... Oh, it's been a while. I'm rusty. But yeah, it was a, a, a very awesome pilgrimage. And, uh, you know, considering what we're doing, Upgrade America, independently running for president, George Washington being one of the, uh, the only independent president of uh, in the history of the United States. Oh, wow. Very okay. inspirational. <clears throat> Some refer to him as a federalist. Mm-hmm. But he was actually opposed of the notion of political parties. So um, seeing seeing the, this this great monument, it was very inspirational. Being out among the great outdoors and everything. Mm-hmm. Some food. The driving itself was therapeutic. You know, nice. it just rolling through the hills, rolling through the mountains, and there's so much to see. And it really goes to show, like, you know, I know you're in Orlando. I'm all over the East Coast, you know, in various cities. And it's like, I, sometimes, like, I, I, I think that that's all America is, is, like, it's New York, it's New Jersey, it's Philly, it's wherever. But it's like, our nation has so much countryside, so much uh, beautiful places to see. And it's kind of inspiring me to want to leave from the city and, you know, get land and just like hold that down, build that up. And, you know, 
why who wants a view of uh another building you know <laughs> and that's what you get you know when you're in the cities and, and i mentioned uh traditionally a lot of african-americans are, are clinging to the cities and, and, and i was one of them but mm-hmm. to venture out from um you know from here and, and see the rest of the nation but road trip was awesome mm-hmm. there's, there's so much to say i'm definitely gonna drop some footage I'm okay more and various places uh, along the way you know we definitely were dropping the cards to upgrade america okay every state that we're going you know pushing that when we meet and running the people you know telling them about the, you know what we're doing and also it was a very productive operation or mission for uh, the upgrade america documentary okay the objective is to, to hit as many states as we can, you know, gathering some information, some landmarks, and, you know, just really incorporating that into a, a, a nationwide documentary on how to run for president. So it was great times, bro. I really, really enjoyed that. But uh, I do want to say one more thing. Okay. I'm on. Yo, what's up, Jesus? Thanks for watching, bro. Hope you're safe out there. What's but, up, uh, Southern Chocolate? What's up on IG? But go ahead. It's like um, your car is an asset, you know, like most people, we're just using our cars to go from work, go here, you know, get a little groceries and stuff like that. And you're paying what? Let's just say 400, 500 bucks a month on your car just to do that. Like my car was, I'm still paying my car bill and it was just sitting around. I'm like, yo, like gas is dumb cheap. Like go, go explore. Like everyone's saying, stay at home, stay at home. But I mean, um, if you're in your car and you're just going point A to point B, you really don't have to interact with with many people. But now's the time, like go go see America, because and I emphasize this because right now, um, going across, going from what, from New Jersey to freaking South Dakota, there were no barriers, there were no like entry checkpoints. Easy. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. So it's like you have that freedom now, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. let's call it May 2020, June 2020, July 2020. You don't know, you don't know. Oh, we have a spike. We need to close all state borders and really stay fucking home. <laughs> you know, like you have this liberty. Pardon me. Like really, um, really exercise that, and maybe that's another reason why I um felt compelled to take this trip because seeing these infringements on, on liberty you don't know how far they're, they're gonna go with it uh real id 2020 is doing exactly what we just said now or prior before you could just get on a plane fly from new york to california but the real id 2020 objective means you have to have a more or less a united states passport like and that's a real that's really infringing upon travel so um I don't know. Like I said, I, I live to inspire, go out and, and get some, see, see America. It's it's far beyond, uh, you know, far beyond, uh, you know, your uh, what's in your. Uh, they say most people live and die within one square mile radius of where they're born. Yeah. But um, go out and see this uh, lovely country before they everything shuts down. But who knows? Get time. Um, I was gonna ask you what is what were your interactions with people along the way? Were they still kind of like, oh, stay away from me, or was it still like 
they're not really used to the social distancing. Like I struggle with this very heavily. Like if I feel good vibes, I want to interact, get a little yeah, close it, to people. So I'm was, curious on that aspect. It was really weird, particularly because you go through mass states to get to uh, South Dakota, right? Uh-huh. They say that the red states, which are, you know, they, they tend to be leaning more supporting towards Trump. They seem like they don't care. Like they are treating like you see less people with masks, more people like in North Dakota, they're like people are in restaurants and stuff. Like they have very limited seating where people are in restaurants. Mm-hmm. People are like mingling and stuff like I'm still I mean, I don't really like I'm not exactly a social butterfly even yeah. prior to COVID. So I'm just keeping the scene and I'm like, okay. But uh, they, they don't really seem to care. Uh, mm-hmm. Interacting with people, you know, it was very friendly. Even uh, had a breakdown in, in PA, flat tire, real rural part of the country. And I was just like, okay, night falls in one of these uh, little towns. Of, you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's handle this and keep it moving. And, you know, those people, they want to see what's what. Like, hey, what's going? What's going on? And then they start asking questions. Opset, comsec, meaning operational security, communication security. They're like, I'm not telling no one I'm going from. I'm going yeah. to uh, Mount Rushmore, and I broke down like on the first leg of my journey. I'm just like, you know, going here to there. Oh, okay, yeah. You no know, keeping it short, but um, interactions. People are cool, man. And I think this whole social distancing makes people want to interact with. Uh, you know, with other people, we had met people along the way. It was, it was pleasant for the most part. Okay. Um, I wanted to throw out some quick stats real quick to our, for about our upgraders. Okay. Uh, we got Cleveland, Ohio on the map. New audio listener, shout out to you upgraders. We got 25 states now tuning in to Upgrade America podcast. And we have 21 countries tuning in this is all audio so the audio side of the podcast visually we're all over the place we got like almost every part of the globe covered these 100 out of 200 countries are listening to upgrade america but yeah we're international this is dope this is dope stats man yeah man i wanted to ask you quick question uh how do you think Upgrade America is globally and domestically impacting the culture? Um, and well, that's a really great question. Globally impacting <laughs> culture. I, I, I like to think that we are doing our best shot at dumbing down politics and making it entertaining and, you know, keeping people up on current events and, and what's happening on that, because it's like, Everybody wants to know what's going on, but if you can't find the right medium to communicate mm-hmm. to you, like I, I dare say the message gets lost. So I think that we are reaching out, we're appealing to particular demographics across the world. They're like, hey, this is a good channel to get information, a good means of, to, to get information from, and we are bringing awareness to people around the world and a diversity of, uh, of uh, topics as well. So it's not like, hey, you just tune in, you're just going to get a specific type of uh, 
uh, topic. We're, we're giving people diversity and, and in a different way around the world. So the impact on that, more people are waking up, man. I was going to chime in real quickly on that. We'll move to the main topic. Um, yeah, I think what's fascinating is that seeing these different countries like starting to add us on audio and like, yo, we're showing insight to all Americans don't think the same, don't act yeah. the same. Um, we're given a black American perspective that gets lost in translation through our arts and entertainment. That's how people usually know us globally. And now they get to see like a more intimate, nuanced perspective of how we view the world and domestically how we're treated, how we view America ourselves and provide insight. And I think that's a very invaluable thing we're doing with our podcast. And I agree on, on the insight and also, you know, um, we are deviating slightly from uh, from the norm. I don't want to say there's not a lot of black people doing political uh, podcasts, but um, we are doing it a, a bit different. And, you know, I think we're, we're doing a great job at that. So you're into next. Uh, we're going to hit this. Uh... Operation Warp Speed, I'll give some quick stats on that and then we'll discuss HR quadruple six. Okay, I'm gonna bring, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna bring up that, it's actually the con Congress actually has a page. It's high yeah. up, but you can like look at these bills while they're being drafted, or I'm sorry, when they get submitted. So check that out. And then you can dive into it. And for everyone who's listening who doesn't know, HR, quadruple six from a high level perspective they're saying that there's a hundred billion dollars that they want to that they want to raise taxes for so that they can go door to door i.e tracing testing people for covid and um will this be forceful well uh that's a possibility we're speculating because again the, the bill is very high level but it, it could possibly be done by force and with men with guns to assist these people doing the tests. So we're gonna get into that discussion. But you have yours up? Yeah, I got my, I wrote mine down. Okay, great. So then let's roll into it. All right, I'm gonna go over Operation Warp Speed. I'm gonna just hit it real quick and then we'll discuss it because it's tied together very, very much so when I was looking it up. So Operation Warp Speed, Star Trek fans know, Trekkies know. I'm not hardcore Trekkie, but I, I prefer Star Trek over Star Wars, my personal opinion. But um, it's an initiative to speed up development and diagnostics of COVID vaccine. So a couple of interesting things that Trump has said was he wants to, this is the biggest operation since the Manhattan Project. This is when we basically mm. created the nuclear bomb in what, what was it, the 30s, 40s, somewhere in there? Um, Because we dropped it in 45. Huh? Wasn't it going on during World War II? Yeah, I think we we're developing the nuclear bomb during World War II, if I remember correct. So I'll say late 30s, early 40s, because we dropped it in like, what, 45, 44, somewhere in there. We dropped both of them, actually. Sorry. Um, so Trump 
and the administration wants this goal of vaccine by December 2020. Um, he appointed a couple of interesting characters to implement this Operation Warp Speed. Big Pharma, former exec of head of vaccines from GSK, which is a big conglomerate. Uh, they do like toothpaste, laundry detergent, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And a four-star army general to lead Operation Warp Speed. So anytime you get the military involved, your antenna should go up. Um, the agencies that are this is going to be working with are FDA, F Food and Drug Administration. They have questionable uh, motives and uh, checkered past, but they are necessary to health and safety of the U.S. people. Um, you have the National Institute of Health and then um, Health Services Department. These three are like spearheading as far as like research and all this stuff. They actually are testing out 100 potential treatments and 130 therapies by the FDA with 450 in the works for resolving COVID. Um, what else we got? Trump is very self-aware. Mm -hmm. I give him his credit. He said, COVID-19 will go away. It's going to take time. He said the U.S. is going to open regardless. I've been saying this. We've been saying this on the podcast for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, money doesn't sleep. So mm -hmm. we know how America works. And we also he also mentioned, acknowledges that citizens will reject the vaccine. There will be people that are not taking the vaccine. Yeah, I'm not taking it. So he said the vaccine, when it is available, more than likely will be distributed to hot zones first who want it first, people who really want it. Um, let's see. Secretary, Defense Secretary Mark Esper said COVID-19 vaccine started like the search, the journey to develop the vaccine started in January of 2020. Um, let's see. Trump wants hundreds of millions of COVID vaccines by 2020. Fauci, I think I said his name right, mm -hmm. says January 2020 is more likely. So hold on. Let's pause for, for a moment. And okay. We really got to emphasize that for the standard vaccine, it takes about 18 months, a year and a half to develop it, test it, and then roll it out. And then you know who gets it first? You already know Defender, the military does. <laughs> like they tested it on us after they tested it on the monkeys. And yeah. 
like if there are no heart and joint problems, i.e. like the anthrax vaccine, because they shot us full of that in like 2004. They're like, uh, yeah, you know, it's a total of seven shots. You don't have to, you already took four, but you don't have to take your remaining three because you're like killing people. Oh, okay. But anyways, I'm rambling. Um, Like it takes about 18 months. So you really have to consider, hey, let's warp speed this, uh, making this vaccination, this experimental vaccination in far less than the time that a standard vaccine takes to develop. And then people are like, pick me, pick me. I want it, I want it. Like you really gotta be insane to uh, to, to be demanding uh, this thing. I don't know, but. <laughs> What, what, what do you think, CJ? And part of, part of my interjection. No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. Um, Dr. Rick Bright also mentioned this. He he's a whistleblower that, that happened. I guess they dismissed him, fired him, whatever. He said it takes 18 months on average, but that's a minimum for a vaccine. He said it. He said that time frame is still very unrealistic. So, um, oh. What was the other thing I wanted to tell you on this topic? Uh, Oh, you were asking about the opening of America. We've been talking about this consistently. And uh, 48 states, I caught this from a news clip on YouTube, I think ABC. 48 states ease restrictions except Connecticut and Massachusetts. Interesting. And then... There's been spikes in COVID-19, the Rona, as we call it affectionately, (laughs) Um, (laughs) in Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, Virginia, and South Dakota. So that was another question I was going (laughs) to ask you. Are you okay, sir? (laughs) I'm good. We'll see two weeks later, but, um, you know what I mean? It's, um, I'm not going to live in fear. Oh, no doubt. You know how we do. I'm not gonna live in in fear either. Like this this bitch ass bug that has like a point zero zero one fatality rate is going to kill me, or I'm going to like murder the world. Like I'm not staying at home. So um, <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say. Like I'm ambivalent. Like I do believe that yeah, there could be a virus, but I don't think it's as bad as they say it is. Mm-hmm. And um. I'm, I'm kind of for opening the, the country as well, but like we should have been taking these steps anyway. You remember when we went to Korea? Sure. Like mm-hmm. wore masks. People weren't yeah. like, up in your, your grill and, and stuff like that. But like some of these steps that we're taking now, like social distancing within, uh, you know, organizations within going out and stuff like that. Yeah, we should be taking that into consideration. But at the same time, uh, let's gradually make things more isolated, put up some bubbles in the booths and restaurants, things of that nature, you know, and um, I don't see why we can't open back up. It's just going to be a little different. Yeah, man. Um, That's all I got for Operation Warp Speed. I do like the name, though. That's pretty cool. 
And as I, you know, I, I imagine uh, you and I being writers and stuff, we're gonna name our operations <laughs> like some crazy stuff, some real crazy names. We're gonna have fun with that and the call signs as well. But um, I guess I'm, I'm gonna gradually touch on this um, this HR six six six. So my Christians out there, I find this a bit ironic, and uh, and I mention that because the mark of the beast that's outlined in the Bible, the number is 666. And this bill that the Congress is, is just introduced is called 6666. And typically people, uh, they get a, a, a weird feeling when they see those numbers, you know, it means something demonic, something devilish, something anti-Christ. And when you look at the summary of this, it is <laughs> very, uh, anti-american it is uh it could very well be the tool of, of the antichrist so i'm going to summarize it up right now so congress just introduced the bill hr 6666 it gives a hundred billion dollars to schools churches and medical buildings the only way they can receive this money is if they agree to the contract that they will only allow people to their facilities that have the COVID-19 vaccination and are tested and tracked. It's on the congress.gov. And yeah, you actually, you can see this in black and white from a government website. Like this is what the, this is what the Congress is pushing. Now, Chris, and I hate to be, I told you, blessing and the curse, these uh, Miss Cleo psychic powers. But did I not say on, it was either last week's episode or the episode before that mm-hmm. I could only see them like, for instance, like stadiums and place, places where large people gather, that they're only going to let you in if you get proof of this. So while this is saying schools, medical buildings, one thing, and like I said to, to my, my Christians out there, like churches, if your church gets on board with that, then they're, they're, they're more or less, they're joining forces with the devil. Like, if you're going to say, like, hey, we're not going to let people into our congregation unless they have proof of vaccination and, and testing of the coronavirus, yo, like, if you don't read between the lines, that's some uh, end-time uh, anti-Christ maneuver, like, don't don't play ball with the beast. But, yeah, bro, this is some, it's, it's very terrifying. In, in addition to what that states, another aspect of HR 6666, is that they want to have test people going door to door. Yeah, that's right, going into your home. Remember another thing that I mentioned? God darn these psychic powers. The threat on the Fourth Amendment. When you're talking yep. about people uh, coming to your door, coming to your home, hey, what's up? Have you been tested for COVID? No. And somebody carrying, you know, you got a big four, five, 1911, like, yo, you about to get tested. You know what I'm saying? Like men with guns, like this is this is a, a potential reality. So you're talking about a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, and that's a that's a huge chunk for, for to buy PPE, personal protective gear, to, to buy staff, to have people mobile units and, and things of that nature. But it also it, it leaves some room for security. It leaves some room for, you know, the, the for 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 have goons accompanying these 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 units and and you know there's also mention of quarantine as well so i'm just going to read this black and white from okay 
from actual, this is congress.gov. It's official. Uh, so this act may be cited as COVID testing, reaching and contacting everyone trace act. Wow. Really let that marinate. It's called the COVID testing, reaching and contacting everyone. Trace yeah. Act. Wow. That's, that's pretty crazy. So part of this bill, it, it, it's for mobile health units, which I do like that because we mentioned that the life force. Is that what they're doing? They're reading my book, taking my ideas, and then calling it <laughs> name and then using it for something evil. But Sounds the mobile like health units, we did, we outlined that way back in season one. Yeah. Having that mobile health unit. So that I like, but the, the, the fact that they're saying as necessary testing individuals and providing individuals with services related to testing and quarantining at their residencies. So my concern is, my biggest concern is that these these medical people that they can take people by force from their homes and also put them in in quarantine camps. That's when you got to be uh, you have to be concerned. So it talks about purchasing protective equipment and other supplies. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about the money and selecting grant recipients under the section the secretary shall give the priority to. So. Again, again, without with those uh, those businesses and organizations that are cooperating, they're gonna get money, you know. And, and who don't it's like you just put a choke hold on the economy, like choke the economy, strangling the life out of it, you know. Who don't want that money right now? Who don't want that money right now? Your business is crumbling, and it's like I'm just saying, and and. I, <laughs> Yo, the beast is putting it, they're, they're, they're throwing it in your neck and they're, they're dangling a, a shiny new toy, you know, a, a handful of gold, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really hoping people don't, don't jump on ball with that, but you never know. I, I think I read that they had a petition to block that, like uh, American citizens, but then I read that they took it off the website and then started another petition because it was gaining steam. Because people were aware of that bill. Hold on, there's some fine print here. Yeah, but yeah, and that's another reason why I want to do this and also give this bill a headline so we can get awareness on there. So hold on, there's there's some the term emergency period, the fine print. The term emergency period has a re, the meaning given to that term in section. Now the term hotspot means a geographical area where the rate of infection with the virus that caused COVID-19 exceeds the national average. The term medically underserved community has the meaning given that the term is, and yeah, they're referencing another section. The term security means the security of health and human services. So anytime you see, okay, so, yeah, there's that hundred uh, billion dollars you're talking about for fiscal year 2020. Um, and, and the thing is, what's, maybe I got to go dig into some of these references, but the entire bill, it's very obscure. It's very high level and it's it's only a page. And it's uh, they're like one liners. So 
I want to see the meat and the potatoes for these things because there's a lot of room for speculation and and, and it's very vague. And if this thing passes, it, it could give a lot of liberty to 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 uh, for tyranny. <laughs> but again, a hundred billion mm-hmm. dollars is a huge chunk of money, and I'm very curious how that's going to be used. But what are your thoughts on on that? Well, I I was thinking about it. I I listened to somebody mention these things. They uh, could use your it, name. Go ahead. Is it Riza Riza Islam? I've heard a couple of things. It might have been him, but it was somebody else too. They brought up some interesting points about how they could use your neighbors against you to get you to comply. Because everybody's in an economic um, compromising situation. Yeah. So in essence, you turn everybody into traders for the coin, basically. You absolutely right. And they're already doing that in New York. I believe it's de Blasio was getting so much hate mail. <laughs> and it's funny, and as he should. So they set up a text line where citizens can send photographs of their neighbors violate, violating social distancing. So what do the good New Yorkers do? They send a bunch of Hitler memes and uh, Gustavo and uh, all these. Because that's exactly what it is. It's some secret yeah. shit. Like, it's like... Yo, snitch on your neighbors and, and everything mm-hmm. like that. But that's where we're going and that's how it starts. So be mindful, be rare, be wary of that. But um, you're absolutely right. And I could see with an incentive package to it, you would have more of a, how do you say, neighborhood snitching. And you mentioned in North Korea where it's like, yo, even if they're not, you have to mix it up because you got to report something. You know? Yeah. And we could very well get to that, but I, I want to maybe slide a clip from from Rizzo because I, okay. I like how he broke down that the HR uh, quadruple six. It put me on game and sent me down the rabbit hole to do a little digging of, of myself. Me but, as well. Yeah. Again, people, I am running for president because we may not be able to do that in the future. If you don't see how these little gradual changes are, uh, how do you say? They're compounding the Patriot Act, compounding on another act that's going to come forth from from this. These civil liberties are are slipping away. So, you know, you got to exercise them while while you have them because um, freedom isn't free and everything is temporary. And not only that, I want to advise everybody to understand that laws are written vaguely for wiggle room. Like we're talking about this bill, how vague it is. And kudos for them for basically making it one page. Like, I think all government stuff should be between one and two pages only. It shouldn't be like a thousand pages for a law. It don't take that long. I do, like, but there should be like a Twitter statement saying exactly what this law entails. Exactly. Like, like what the hell? There's just so many bullet points on here. The Secretary of Health and Human Services acting all through the director of center of disease control and preventions may award grants to enable entities to conduct diagnostic testing for covid to trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and support quarantine of such contracts and it's like that's there's a lot of room for interpretation in there and there's a lot of money there's a lot of money to be played in there 
and to be to be played with. And you know, I, I agree on the brevity, but the, the clarity is oh, absolutely that needs to be addressed as well. Um. Yeah, I just, that's one thing that always annoyed me. Like, yo, put this in layman's terms. Make sure everybody understands this, mm-hmm. what they're signing up for, what they're voting for. And if we do that, I think it'll be a lot better. But you got to also understand the intent of how they write these laws. They want you to be confused. Yes, I know. And that's why um, when we did the Upgrade America policy for the future, Available on Amazon Kindle, I believe it's like 99 cents. I wanted to give it to you guys for free, but Amazon insisted that I charge you. I know me and Jeff would go back to 88, but we screw you sometimes. But anyways, <laughs> like when we wrote that book, it was very clear and concise. So, yo, this is what we want to do with the law, you know, in, in black and white so everybody can understand it. This little, I'm digging through this Congress page. Mm-hmm. And just to see what's on here. They have summaries, there's uh, additional text, and I'm just curious, this is a a quick paragraph. Let me read this and see if there's any benefit in it, because there's really not a lot of information. So this bill authorizes the center of disease and preventions to award grants for testing, contracts tracing, monitoring, and other activities to address COVID. Entities such as federally quality, qualified health centers, nonprofit organizations, and certain hospitals and schools are eligible to receive such grants. In awarding the grants, the CDC shall prioritize applicants, operate, operate in hotspots and medically underserved communities, and agree to hire individuals from communities where grant activities occur. So I guess that's what that's how they're summarizing it. But again, there's mm-hmm. a lot of obscurity in there where it could be. It leaves a lot of room for fucked upfulness. I'm thinking, I'm thinking automatically black neighborhoods. Automatically. Mm. So, let, yeah, let's read that again. So they're talking about operating in hot spots. And again, they're saying like, oh, 70% of COVID deaths are African-American. So that already, oh man, you are, this defender is high speed right there. But so yeah, hot spots right there. And then another keyword that, that could lead to that, medically underserved communities. So what does that mean? That they're going to be going door to door in the hood? Basically, I, I saw it somewhere. They're already doing it in Nashville, the housing, housing project. Uh, the National Guard was already doing some form of H are quadruple six even though it's not a law but they were doing like a quasi form of it because here's the thing while, while we've been following we've been following covid since what before wow. everyone got on the bandwagon with that but they were using this language trace trace and i'm like what do they mean by trace and i'm googling it because you know defenders we know what trace means Tracking, uh, that means tracking, well, not necessarily destroy, the noise comes out sometimes. But you know, trace definitely means following and monitoring and keeping an eye on. And we've already discussed that Google is like, um, they're tracking, they're using our data, you know, to try for, how do you say, for COVID tracking purposes. But yeah. Flipped out, like, yo, 
He's in Michigan. He's in Minnesota. He, he's, in, he's in South Dakota now. Cause no, I just came on a road trip. He's like hitting all these blips across the country, but they're tracking our data. I get that, but it's, uh, it's this type of language that makes me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and like, I want to advise everybody, black folks are not the face of COVID. Like, let's get this clear. Like, well, who who's that? Who's the poster boy that they got for us? The uh, the British actor. Um, I'm bad with names. Chris something. Oh, uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's annoying because, like, yo, like, you know, not saying it's a Chinese virus, but like everybody's like, no, not us, not us, and it's like, yo, it's not us either. Like, we're all in this together. Everybody gets infected. It's not. Oh, no, all, like, no, no. how they paint it. I totally get it. And then, you know, it's always being spun a certain type of way. Exactly. But I dare say that there is, and just me being black and paranoid, but I dare say that there is some sort of agenda or something's going to be leveraged against the, uh, you know, the black community. That's a possibility. And when you're looking at that language and, and what it, it, it clearly seems to be some sort of focus on on the hood for this for this film and i'm curious to see where they're gonna go for it but um i don't know man like again, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is really bordering we will see when more details emerge absolutely before i i, I raise alarm start ringing invasion of, of the fourth amendment rights but i'm, I'm not gonna scream that just yet but uh, I don't know, man. Just we gotta stay vigilant, and and this is something um, something that we, we we gotta stay on top of. Absolutely. But again, let's um. What's your what's your conspiracy theory associated with HR I mean, you laid it all out, man. When you read everything, what we've been talking about, like it's a form of control. Like this battle for the vaccine and to forcefully implement it. Like, matter of fact, from my old job, I got some paperwork and we've been talking about this, talking about it. It seemed, I threw it away because I don't need it. It's not relevant, but I did peek at what it said and it was already starting to say like, yo, you need to kind of get tested before you come back to work or you need to be tested if you work here. This kind of language it seemed to be leaning to. So again, as we emphasized like so many episodes ago, it's the end of private health. Like HIPAA, fuck HIPAA. Like we all up in your ass, pun intended. Yeah. But like, um, <laughs> I'm just curious, will there be facilities that are, how do you say, free facilities where it's just like, no, I don't got no tests. I don't have the test. Can I just go and get groceries? You know, are there gonna be places like that or is everything gonna be locked down like yo, do you got did you get tested? Did you get vaccinated? Like no entry, access denied. Is it is it all gonna be like that or what? What do you foresee in the future? I think it depends on if this gets passed. I think if this HR quadruple six get passed, mm-hmm. determine a lot. If it doesn't, if it gets rejected, shelved, mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. If so, it gets passed, eh, then you start to get into that totalitarian dictatorship. I mean, we're already leaning that way anyway. Yes, it's we going, are. 
So. Well, it's like, again, and this is something uh, we, we talk about perfect democracy. And we talk about this, uh, how do you say, this hybrid, this Frankenstein of uh, uh, democracy that we have here. But once you give your power to the elected officials, and they say, yes, let's pass HR 6666. Like, what can we citizens do beyond protesting to prevent that? Because we can protest, we can get a million, a million, we can get a 300 trillion, trillion, well, not quite. We can get a 300 million man and woman march, you know, in DC. What, what, what can that do to, uh, you know, to sway their opinion? Basically, uh, it's tricky because you got to think the elite are prepared for anarchy. Yes, indeed. So it would really take all of Americans, all ethnic groups coming together, middle class on down. Your definition of middle class is subjective. We already covered that a couple yes. of season two. It'll take everybody saying, nah, we're not going for this shit no more. We don't give a fuck. Like, when all fucks go out the window, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's when it'll be more impactful and give you a small microcosm of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. People opening up the economy. Those people being armed at those state capitals. You don't yeah. think they had some pressure put on people to open this shit up quicker? So you're saying that was effective? I think it had played a part in it besides economically economic yeah. incentive. Why not? If you if you see these people are already basically ready to die on two fronts, mm. COVID and you know, <laughs> government pushback or whatever. You why not? a very great point. They were um yeah, ready to face two threats. So yeah, just perhaps mm -hmm. that 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 was uh effective. I, but here's the thing, because this is worded so so vaguely, mm -hmm. the average person is going to read, oh, okay, like more money to, to, to help against testing and, and everything. I, I, I dare say the average person is, is, they are ingesting and processing and accepting the narrative. Mm -hmm. And this comes along, along the lines, they're not looking outside of the box. They're like, okay, it's cool. And... <laughs> <laughs> like just get ready for I do believe it's anarchy and then totalitarian rule. Like it gets so bad it's like yeah. according according to the uh, how do you say the tyrant's handbook, it's supposed to get so bad that the people are like, Please give us law and order back and all that good stuff and then oh, we've got your law and order. But it's it's uh, totalitarian and and that's what it is, man. I don't know. We gotta keep an eye on this one too. We're this is a. It's I'm watching this one uh, simmer. I'm watching it simmer, and I am a bit concerned. But it's like it seems whoever is orchestrating this is they, they know what they're doing. Well, we we want to send a shout out to the intelligence agencies in in uh, Virginia. Appreciate you guys. Happy hey, Sunday, no doubt, man. CIA, FBI, guys. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, BIA, all all you got. NSA, all you guys. Love um, you, though. But I'm I'm just curious um how this all plays out and how it's going to work together because it's um it's hmm. entity. It's a uh, government is getting powerful. 
Jin is Jin very sure. powerful. But uh, I got a dumb question. Okay. What is the difference between authoritarian and totalitarian? It. This is just my just thinking, just off the top of my head. Authoritarian sounds like right now, like Trump's like, oh, I'll do whatever I want to do, blah blah blah. And for the most part, he gets away with most things, right? Not everything, but most things. Totalitarian means whatever I do, it goes. Like I think totalitarian and dictator are like hand in hand. I think it's just a matter of level or degrees of level. Well, h- hold on, and I like how you broke that down, but uh, I want to go for the uh, for the official tissue. Okay. Between favoring and enforcing obedience and authority, especially that of government and the expense of personal freedoms. And so I agree with you on that. That's kind of where we're at right now. But when you look at the similar, it says autocrat, dictatorial, totalitarian, and tyrannical. So I, I suppose it could be used as synonyms. But I only bring that up because it's like when you look at socialists, or at least when you're you're, you're going in these political groups and, and stuff, you you would have because they're so polarized. You're, you're mm-hmm. like, oh well, you know, the the Democrats are are going to become socialists, and then you're going to have totalitarian rule. But at the same time, you still have that branch to to Republicans. Who are you know they they tend to be classified as authoritarian, and which seems to be a, a synonymous with totalitarian, but it seems it's coming. Let's just say they all live next to each other. <laughs> more more or less, but yeah. again, I suppose the last question is: is that the is that the end game of all government? Meaning, like if you, if you make a government. Is it in, inevitable, inexorable that it's just going to evolve to to such a state? I don't see why not. I mean, what is? I mean, if you really think about it, like think like about historically when you when you look at it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like you can look globally and see we're probably what the last quote unquote free nation for the most part. Mm. If you really think about it. Oh, uh, we're not free. We're, we're America is always for sale. To the highest well, bidder. <laughs> <That's laughs> Two things can be true at the same time. No, there there are no truths but half truths. That's say. true as well. But um, I, I I like what you, I get what you're saying though, as far as we're the last free nation, and we we we, we put that in quotations. As, as mm-hmm. Freedom, and they're they're gradually slipping away. But yeah, you look at Russia, superpower. But at the same time, it's like they have authoritarian, totalitarian, whatever you want to call it. You mm-hmm. look at China, another big major uh, international player, totalitarian uh, regime. So who who else would you say is a big global player? And the UK is, I'm not too familiar on their politics. They're kind of like, was it parliament slash, like, I would say like Congress kind of. Um, but they got Brexit going on, so that mm-hmm. changes the dynamics of all their. So they're in like kind of limbo right now, what they're doing. But I guess we're a mirror of ultimately what I don't know. We're very closely related, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious. 
suppose I'll have to ask my, my, my dear cousin Marcus or my cousin Dean or any yeah. other fam that's that's out in the UK, like do is their government leaning that way towards some sort of a tyrannical regime? I, I'm curious. I would say they probably already in that zone simply because you can't bear arms like we can. I say that's the mm-hmm. the, the fire factor. Yeah, I like that. It's a very great point. Yeah, yeah. you're right because they can't protest armed at their nation's capital. Or, exactly. Or, mm, that's very interesting. Wow. So I would, I would kind of venture to say Mexico is pretty free too for the most part overall. You know, um, and I was joking with, with my lady on this about Mexico. I was like, yo, you know, like right now, you know, people are, they're, they're trying to get into America. But I said, if, uh, you know, we, we further emerge in this totalitarian uh, dictatorship, like <laughs> Americans are going to be sneaking into Mexico, you know, trying to. And I enjoyed Mexico. They didn't bother me. Everybody was friendly for the most part. Um. I enjoyed it. While while I'm, I'm I'm joking, but that is on the list of uh, places to bug out to in, in the unlikely event that you know, excuse me, all our freedoms are are, are forfeit. But I thought about Mexico. I brush up on the Española. Yeah, man. Um, that's all we got for this one. Yeah, man. Um, right into these people, international stories. Nothing like. Do your due diligence. Don't listen to this crazy guy on the internet. Look, into, uh, look into this article and, um, you know, draw your own conclusions and then start asking questions. You have access to your congressperson. They'd be like, you should really be like, yo, what's that about? I'm really not for that. Oh, when are you up for re-election? I'm totally not voting for you if, if you pass this bill. I may even run for Congress myself. Throw that out there. And again, live to inspire Get into politics. If you see this and this is making you nervous, you can run for Congress. Like, shout out to AOC. I'm not totally aligned with her politics, but at the same time, her getting into the political arena at age 28, you know, there's not a lot of barriers uh, preventing you from from getting into this. My crazy self, I'm running for president of the United States. I just said, you know, just go from (laughs) zero to 100. Go for the (laughs) most. But uh, at the same time, I, I live to inspire, like, get involved like, and, and stay vigilant on what's going on in your community and in our nation. True. Um, we're going to hit these international stories. You're going to yeah. jump on that? Let's, let's, let's get into that. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to I think I got the story on my WhatsApp. No, no. I figured it out. Scroll down on the notes. It should have the conflicting report. And then have the updated stuff on it. That's what I did today. I'm gonna have to log into it on my. Um, oh okay. On my on my browser. But I may have used my Google, so it should be a quick login. But why don't you lead off with one of your stories, and I'll see if I can get the note situation. Well, I, well, you did both of the international, so I'll read the first one. Okay, right. Do you think? I totally wanted to talk about bestiality in Denmark, and they're letting people. Okay, so I do the first one. I'll let <laughs> So, Iran slipped up and hit his own warship with a missile, killing 19 people. Wow. That sucks. It really does. Now, it's like, 
is that the official narrative? Are there any holes in that? Because um, don't I see it. There's a 15 injuries. Go ahead. Uh, any um, any theories on that, or do you just think it's just a how do you say collateral damage and live exercise? Yeah, training exercise. Yeah, so we know how this works in the military. That shit happens a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's just the cost of being in the military. Shit goes bad. Um, but at the same time, it's like um, you have to conduct live yeah. exercises because it's like Something. you can't always. You gotta train how you fight, and unfortunately, uh, death is just an acceptable uh, risk for for training efficiently in the United States, uh, United, well, in the military is across the globe. Now I had yeah. a fun live fire story. So when we were going down range, we were training with the army and they're about that live fire life. Cool. But like, you know, if you're a bad troop, you don't wear your plates and your, all your plates and your bulletproof and your, your body armor. So like what I and other sergeants had to do, we had to go around and kick our troops in the chest. Just to make sure they had their plates in. Because oh, man. If you don't have your plates in, you get kicked in the chest. Yo, what's up to my dear sister, Clyde and Francis? Yo, thanks for watching. I hope Brenda's there with you, you as well. And, you know, you're having a blessed day. But anyway, so we, we would kick our troops in the chest. And then every now and then you see a troop that doesn't have their, their plate in their front. Most people, they, they a lot of people didn't put their plates in the back either. Long story short, we're doing live fire exercises mm -hmm. online you're engaging and you're, you're hitting move not moving targets but you're moving while you're shooting and sometimes people don't line up and a guy he got shot in the back fortunately he was wearing his plates that day if he didn't he would have been dead and i only say that to say this that you know people die during uh, military training it's just uh, it's an acceptable collateral damage or it's more like fratricide really when you think about it Oh yeah, that's ugly. But what else? Uh, what other information you got on on that story? What uh, that nothing really. It was just straightforward. It was just training exercise went wrong. Yeah, that's it, really. Um, so shout out to those Iranian uh peeps that got taken out with that. That's unfortunate. You don't never want to go out on no training exercise like. So, oof. Um, yeah, bro. I I seem to be having a, a syncing glitch with the with my notes, so I'm just gonna pull it up on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. Do your thing. But it may be an outdated. Is it an updated story? Let's see. Um, Let me click on it too and see. Yeah. Anyway, you can send it to me on WhatsApp from the notes. Uh, no, because it won't let me copy notes that way. Hold on. Let me do it through my phone because I ended my live already. I know. I may have it on this one as well. <laughs> Y'all excuse us. It's all good. Hold on. I think like I, I said, we got the news. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> this is amateur hour. <laughs> okay. You know Here is the, the headline. It says, Denmark government temporarily legalizes sex with domestic animals during confinement. So what the hell is that about? So this is as of April 14th, 2020. 
and it's from the World News Daily Report. But um, again, it's there's a lot of fake news out there circulating, so take it all with a grain of salt. So Denmark government has passed a temporary law making bestiality legal once again in this country. So when they say like, yo, she had a donk, they mean like a, a literal donk. Like she she had a donkey. But Uh, Denmark had become one of the last European countries to ban bestiality in 2015, but the uh, parliamentarians chose to suspend the law this week for for an undetermined period of time. So it's like, yo, we got nothing better to do than stay at home and bang these sheep. Let's make it legal then. Police forces in Copenhagen were overwhelmed by citizens denouncing their neighbors having sex with their domestic animals during confinement, forcing Parliament to temporarily legalize bestiality until the pandemic is over. Wow. So there's a quote on here. I would rather my citizens having sexual intercourse with their domestic animals and enjoying themselves during the confinement then go completely insane with boredom, said the Prime Minister, Meet Friedrichsen. That's crazy. That's pretty wild. So I got a question for you, CJ. Okay. Is that consensual sex? No, you own your pet. So it's not? So you're saying there's all these sheep rapists? Out there, it's, they're not con- the sheep aren't consenting to it. No, they can't say, yeah, come get this thing. Like, no, <laughs> like, you That's own them. But it's like the same notion was placed on black people. With, hey, I own my uh, I own True. my livestock, I own my slaves. And, you know, our people were being raped for generations. But, yeah. again, I'm not like... Oh my God! This is an injustice. I, I'm sure, pretty sure, like PETA and you know, like the animal lovers out there, like what the fuck? But I mean, it's just it's bizarre to me that um, one that people want to do this, and two that it's so much of a problem that they have to legalize it. So it's it's not an issue. But that's my international story. I, I stumbled across that, and I was just like, okay, WTF. Yeah, what y'all doing, Denmark? We got some questions for you guys. Oh, another passage in that article real quick. Mm-hmm. Multiple studies indicate that sexual intercourse with pets is a powerful form of stress relief, lowering not only blood pressure, but also harmful stress hormones associated with depression and anxiety and elevating beneficial ones linked to happiness and relaxation. What type of pet are people, like, I'm curious, what type of pet are people having sex with and so like it's like how what about the sex levels of the pet <laughs> like after that <laughs> like i don't think the pet's gonna enjoy that very much but i don't know bro that's just under bizarre news for international news hey but every country's different <laughs> well i don't know i, I got a question uh, I, what's up james thanks for watching I'm not encouraging anyone out there to have sex with their pets or their animals, you know, but at the same time, I, I suppose this would be a weird question to, to digress from uh, this, but like, how are people hooking up in COVID? Like, people are doing it. But how? It's not like, like, where do you find all the drunk sluts at, like at two in the morning? Like, how do, how, how do you do that now that all the clubs are closed? 
Well, not every, well, now that they're easing all the states, I mean, you can go back out like normal. It shouldn't be that much different now. I do recall seeing a bar or something. I really don't drink, but like, yeah, anymore. But like, I did see a bar open in South Dakota. Like it was, it was pretty packed. But it was like I didn't, um, didn't really step in. But I guess so. I, I suppose things are going back to normal. Yeah, new normal. Like I said, post Rona, as we call it. Yeah, you have a lot of people going out and be like, "Yo, she was cute in her mask, though." <laughs> I was going to ask you the question, did we outlaw bestiality in the U.S. while we're talking about Denmark? I want to say, yeah, because, yo, as people are, like, they will throw paint on you for furs. Like, they're really about animal protections, even though we slaughter, man, like, cows and stuff. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm taking a guess, but I want to say it, it's, it's not legal in America. Okay, hold on. So... If, if you really look at from Europe, they said, like, Denmark was the last country to do it. Like, most people have made that a trend. Legality of bestiality in the U.S. Bestiality is, bestiality is legal. It is it's legal? A, it's a misdemeanor. What? And bestiality is a misdemeanor or a felony. I guess it depends on what state yeah, you're yeah, so that doesn't make... If it's a misdemeanor, it's still illegal. It's just not a... a, a and yeah, is definitely you don't want to be locked up for, for raping sheep. Well, it's it's illegal in New Jersey. Shout out to Jersey. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, it's ten other states where it is not illegal. It's legal in D.C., okay. Hawaii, Kentucky, Nevada, um, New Mexico, Texas, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. No, you said that it is, it is illegal. No, it is legal, meaning you can yeah, do it. Legal, permitted. Yes. <laughs> so we can't even judge. Says you didn't learn anything on the Upgrade America show. Yeah, that's wild. That is pretty wild, man. I don't know. Again, don't uh, I I don't encourage it. Never yeah. done it to say to knock it, but at the same time, I don't know. Like you get all types of diseases. Having sex with these strange women out here, the last thing you need to do is poke it in a sheep. Or a and man, we gotta be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever you're prepping. Yeah. But, um, what else we got on the menu today? Uh, let's see. Real quick, remember we had this discussion about you going to counseling, as much as you want to share mm-hmm. with the VA. I wanted to talk about that. Federal agents in the VA healthcare <laughs> system. Spying on combat vets. Well, let, let's just uh, be clear and upfront. Like, combat, really think about what a combat veteran is. Right? So that means we are trained, we are proficient. They, they, they taught us how to siege buildings, how to, like, take capture palaces and stuff like that, how to handle weapons from, like, every class uh, class of weapons. And we've done the dirty work for... For you know, for our, the God blessed uh, United States of America. Now we've come out, and whether it's a physical injury or a mental injury, we're not capable of doing the duties for uh, for the military anymore. Nonetheless, we still have the same training. We still have the countless experience, but now we are we are broken soldiers. So, I'm thinking from a leadership perspective, it'd be very prudent to uh to spy on them 
And that's why, like, yes, I, I see counseling for PTSD. Like, and I think it's it's very uh, it's very therapeutic. And anyone, uh, the thing about post traumatic stress is you don't know you have PTSD until <laughs> you have a lot of bad nights. You go through a lot of bad, crazy relationships, and then yes, you. Sir. Maybe I should do. Maybe I should get this checked out. Cause yo, you got a violent career. And you have a fast, high-speed, violent career, and then you just hit the brakes. On your whole tsunami of your life just catches up on you, and all that muscle memory, all those reflexes, and everything—they they, they came, they come back at, at weird times. Like, um, I, I I totally encourage everyone to to seek counseling, but do so delicately. And I, I have a conversation with my counselor, and I'm like, yeah, I'll be probably like 70% transparent with you. And I'm just like, why? I'm like, you, you're a federal agent. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, whatever you say, we, we, we always think we're protected, and we're seeing, we just discussed that now. Private health? Private what? Like, yo, I'm about to stick this Q-tip up your nose and take all your DNA. And private health, is, it's, it's going out the window. So you really think I'm going to disclose my my skeletons and my deepest darkest secrets uh, to to you? And there's some things I talk about and some things I don't. I set the preamble long enough. Where I'm going with this is that um, they are in the perfect position to get intel from combat veterans. And um, you know, just really think about going to counseling. It's you're building rapport. Yeah. listening getting people to open up talk about your your past experiences past traumas and stuff like that and i dare say i did disclose things to to her that i have not told to anyone else and that is uh that's therapeutic but at the same time it's like <laughs> she wanted to like i don't know put a mean case on me yeah <laughs> They, they they would have that power and so I suppose that's why like I uh, I, I, I go delicately with, with that but. and it's like I only brought this up just to shed light on what veterans go through and then like I said we're in a u- unique um, position because we're black combat vets mm-hmm. so we're in a unique category considering what we talk about every week race car topic of the week which is next like i could see like oh let's check on these guys here and girls um and then it made me think because they have psychology in the fbi mm-hmm. it's easy to implant we looked up usjobs.gov it's really easy to implant somebody as a counselor that studies psychology that is also an agent that's and I agree perfect. with that theory, and I bounced that off of my counselor as well. But I t- also told her like she, it could very be well that you're just doing your job, and it could mm. be being surveilled, like without exactly. her consent. And so it's like you mentioned the, like black veterans as well, but it's it's just all veterans. Like when you get exposed, oh yeah, absolutely, to the amount of training that that we've been, you become you have the potential to become a very um, sophisticated and efficient uh, domestic terrorists and that's why i think that's why um not so much surveilled but we, we're being uh, we're being we're being watched and, mm-hmm. um, <sighs> and 
we're on the light end of the spectrum as far as combat, to be honest. I can only imagine guys that spec Navy out. Skills and yeah. Navy SEALs and special forces and that nature. Yeah, and again, it's um, it's that we have all of these, these skills, but we have defects. So if anything, we could be viewed as some sort of liability. Mm-hmm. My big fear was i forget the gentleman's name who was after all these police shootings and this guy i want to say he was in dallas black uh, marine veteran maybe oh i forgot his name um, killed maybe like six cops and yeah I'm like, fuck motherfucker like because my concern is like again and as trump mentioned like well, he didn't mention, but they, a document was leaked that one of his biggest concerns were uh, black identity extremists. Mm-hmm. And um, particularly with uh, U.S. military training. And that's all I was like, well, I'm up to here. There's another profile, you know, that, that we fit. But after the, the, the shooting with the, with the running and everything like that, the main, main reason I, I bounced that theory off of you is because I thought, my counselor was like leading me to discussing the uh, how do you say that how I felt about the jogging while black like she's like so mm-hmm. going running and I'm just <laughs> like you know but um I'm unperturbed I still go running like I still jog while, while black that ain't going to deter me but um I I'm being paranoid I know mm-hmm. I understand. Another another theory that I have about veterans, particularly as well, is uh, you know with, with military veterans that are getting a hundred percent disability, like I would not be surprised if there is an entire unit going around just for you know to lower that amount, you know, like to save the cut costs and, and everything. Because when you talk about wars, you also have to factor in the amount of money it costs to support people afterwards that is a price uh, of war and a nation that's always trying to save money you know like we are we're we're expensive liabilities but (laughs) i guess going live on this broadcast they know what we know now but (laughs) now you know that i am not a while i do find counseling to be uh therapeutic it's my skeletons i'm taking them with me to my grave and well, not only that, we know they monitoring us. We shot them out almost every episode. So, yeah. I mean, it's you're not really hiding anything unless you're completely off the grid at this point, meaning like pre-70s. Yes, I totally agree. Like totally so, analog. Like totally yeah. analog and all digital. And it's like, that's why I have some associates who are like, oh, you're giving them too much information. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You got an iPhone. Yeah. Like, did you wrap your phone with with in foil and, and and bury it underground every time you talk about the little whatever the hell you're doing? No, you don't. So best believe whatever little things you're doing out there, they got everything. You you, you allow applications to? Or are you gonna allow Facebook to uh, to look at all your photos and you think it's just one photo? Yo, they got everything. Yeah. While Facebook has all your data, while Apple got all your data. Guess who has backdoors into these? So it's like you have nothing to hide. Well, I mean, you got plenty to hide, but you, you just can't do it. And I've come yeah. to that. 
I've come to terms with that. And so that's what I'm saying. We out here, we doing the podcast, we talking about real events. This is real. Yeah. Like, we live it. So, um, that's all I, I, I got on that. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make a quick detour with that one. Well, hold on, I'm curious to hear about, have, have you done any counseling? Have you had something, any similar experiences? Yeah, I did counseling a while back, a couple of times. Um, it was very therapeutic, but I was like you. I was kind of skeptical in the sense that not the uh, police. They're trying to charge him with um, attempted murder of a police officer for life. Give so, him a, a life sentence. I'm going to say... I'm going to speak delicately because I don't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. And I'm only, I'm keeping it real. And perhaps this is what they, 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 they know this, but like, if you're going to forcefully enter into someone's home with not serving a warrant or, and you're going to do it like in plain clothes, not identifying yourself as a police officer or any type of law enforcement, you get your head blown up. Yeah. And and I, and I'm, I'm, I don't know any other way to put that, but it's like you 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 got to announce that hey, one that the jurisdiction and the authority that you represent, two your purposes for entering the home, and um, you have some sort of uh, authorization from a from a judge. But if you're just coming in plain clothes, surprise, and how many guns we said are in America? Like more than people, so three hundred and something million. Three hundred legal guns are oh, in there. So then, don't even get me started on the three D printed guns, the black market guns, the Saturday night specials, like. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, and I, again, I don't have all the facts, but I'm just picking apart because it's like, when you gotta be ballsy as fuck, whoever those officers. Well, let me let me interject real quick. So Wait. they had a no not warrant. So what is that? What does that mean, though? What is that? Basically, they can run up in your shit without knocking, mm. announcing themselves. Also, they said the reason why they did this in this particular incident is because drug traffickers are very unpredictable. So mm-hmm. that's why they did that. So they but, they were uh, uh, accusing him of being a drug trafficker. They're accusing her because mm. I'm gonna give you some more backstory. Okay. Her ex-boyfriend, I guess, was involved in drug trafficking or whatever, right? She okay. used to accept packages from him at her home. But it was never confirmed, investigation-wise, that it was illegal stuff that she was accepting from him. I see, I see. On top of that, they, earlier that night, already had him in custody, the suspect. They already had him in custody. What do you mean? The the person of interest, they already had him in custody before they did, well, no, they had him in custody before they did this raid on Breonna Taylor and uh, Kenneth Walker. Okay. So, excuse me, what were their intentions of, they were obviously looking for drugs? Yeah. And I'm, I can only assume they wanted to do the no-knock one so they wouldn't flush the, the stash. So again, it's like, I'm if they're doing that so they don't flush the stash, it must not be a very big stash. So it's like such a such amount of, of energy. Or, again, I emphasize when drugs come into America, 
They come in by the metro ton. The metro yep. ton. Meaning like blocks and blocks of this shit. But they're chasing, even if maybe she had drugs, maybe she didn't, but they're, they're using these, uh, they're, they're trying to get a little piece. They're trying to find out if she had a piece of it. Yeah, basically she accomplished, she assisted him. I'm going to throw some other stuff at you. This is a very interesting case. So the cops obviously were placed on administrative reassignment due to internal investigation. We know the routine for that. So what, are you saying they did not follow procedure? Well, that's what's in question. Um, and the charges levered, uh, the charges that are being placed upon them by uh, Taylor's family is battery, wrongful death, excessive force, negligence, and gross ne- negligence. By her lawyer, Sam, was it Aguilar and Lanita Baker, and also um, famed civil rights lawyer, Ben Crump. Um, what else? The boyfriend was arrested and charged with attempted murder of a police officer. No history of violence. Let's Again, was it, was it his home? No, I think it was her spot. They lived together. Okay. They also have a, I think it was her sister lived with her as well. She wasn't in town during the time, so she basically missed all that. 25 rounds were fired in the home. They wow. also hit the neighbor's home who has a five-year-old child and is pregnant. So that's no behind, no what's behind your target. We talk about this all the time with weapon safety and engagement. Now, 25 uh, rounds from the officers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker only fired one shot, and that one hit the uh, Sergeant Mattingly in the leg, one of the cops that was in the raid. Dude, well, he's lucky to get out there. Uh, he made it out there alive. Did he get hit as well? Uh, didn't really say if Walker got hit the boyfriend. I know um, you said uh, the lady was shot, what, eight times? Yeah, she got hit eight times. Fatal. She was an EMT also. I'm curious what made them use deadly force on her. Um, There's any mention of her having a weapon? or um, No, it just says him. It sounds like just him. You know, as a protector, as a male, more than likely. Not saying women don't carry or know how to use firearms, more than likely we're going to take lead on that. So it doesn't really say. And again, I'm only out this vague story playing out in my mind. It's like I see him getting out unscathed and actually firing a weapon. And then uh, his, his lady is getting hit multiple times and and she died. So yeah. I'm curious on to who, how the hell they entered this place and, and uh, selected their targets. Yeah, and that's another thing. I don't know how to, you know, the uh, architecture, the blueprints of the layout of the home. So that plays a factor. We're not going to know all the details. This yeah, is just like basically... I have this, this fragmented picture of what's yeah. going on, but it's, it, it doesn't sound right. 25 shots inside of, and again, America, this is a, this is inside someone's residence. This ain't out on the street. This is inside someone's yeah. home. This is, again, we're talking about the protection of the Fourth Amendment, meaning <laughs> no unlawful searches and seizures. You're, no knock warrants. So, yo, we're just going to run up in there and fire 25 shots off in a residence, killing an unarmed person. Um, yeah. Who, who is the... Um, what agency? I'm sorry. What uh, police department was this again? 
Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. Um, they are a stand your ground state, and they also practice the Castle Doctrine, which, in plain language, means you can protect your home, basically. Well, then, Somebody saying you can protect your home. Yeah. Again, if you busting in, and I don't care if you are a, a robber or um, or you know, some le like. And Ellie, typical, they, 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 they transfer that. Like, when they come in, they, they're going to, uh, you know, flashbangs or, uh, you know, gas and, and stuff like that to put people at disadvantage so they get the least amount of uh, of, of firing. But the way they, they, they you describe this, how many people are on that team? Three. Three people. One detective and two other officers. They all, like, it looked like they all been in 10-plus years of service. So they know what they're doing, basically. They're not rookies or anything. It sounds safe to me, but I don't know how all the details. Yeah. You know? And um, I, I am just concerned about one of these no-knock warrants and um, that people can, can can just do that. It's just run up in the place like that. Um, very little. Uh, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying it seems like very three, three uh, detectives seems like very little oversight. Yeah, it's like a part of some integrity unit or something like that. They have operate with like some special spec ops kind of situation, not SWAT, but like an investigative type unit, mm -hmm. stuff like this. Um, the postal inspector, interesting thing, because we're talking about the packages. Mm -hmm. He said he was never contacted by the authorities, by the police department about suspicious activity with packages involving Miss Taylor. So, he said they never reached out to him about it. So, that's another factor um, that is grossly overlooked. If you're doing an investigation and you got a case on somebody, you hit all angles. You want as many details as possible. Hit every avenue. They didn't do that. Um, the Louisville mayor calls for the FBI and the U.S. attorney for the case. Mm, what to to do what to investigate the yeah uh -huh. yeah um what's the other thing I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff that's pretty much what i got i know ben crump made an interesting point and it's something we talked about as far as black americans having rights by the u.s constitution do we really have rights and he brought up do we really have second amendment rights hmm Again, we talked about uh, a lot of concentration of African-Americans in the city, which by default strips you of your Second Amendment rights. And then in, in this case where the man was defending his home, his residence, place where he was laying his head down for a night, I don't know the details. But again, yeah. like um, someone, and this will happen, reoccur in many homes in America. You bust into somebody's home at night, not knocking, not announcing yourself, plain clothes, people will bust at your head. And what happens happens. Yeah. Um, so I I don't, I, I don't know, man. Like, um, and and I get it, you know, to preserve evidence and, and things of that nature. But three individuals, it's not a lot of oversight. You know, it's just like, yo, okay, let's stick to our story, stick to the script, and we Gucci. But when you typically like when you have a, a conventional raid, a SWAT team, you're gonna have your guys that are kicking in the doors. You're gonna have the guys that are doing the 360 degrees. You're, you're gonna have a whole. You're gonna have a lot of people there, and then you're gonna have an on-scene commander. 
as well. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're just talking about three guys that are going in, kicking in the door, pow, 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 and then you'll stick to the story. This just doesn't sound, it sounds very fishy, particularly in the, um, in, in the civilian clothes things. But, I know. I know one thing that was interesting when I was reading about the news story. They mentioned the, the officer's salary for some reason. I I, did, I was trying to understand. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. Like uh-huh. two of them made like a hundred grand plus, but they all been in. They almost close to retirement. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to understand why they would throw that in the narrative. I don't know. Are you trying to say that they made too much or too little? Because they're in where uh, Kentucky. Yeah, but I just looked at it as I was just really confused on why they would throw the salaries out. What what does that mean? Like, are they taking bribes or something? Like, what what's going on? Well, I don't I, know. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm only listening to your description of the tale, but it does sound like a you know a specialized unit training day. So yeah, there is some room for corruption, but true. I, I don't I really don't know the details on that. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that a, a further investigation goes into what what occurred particularly the forensic unit who goes through that the 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 25 shots fired again Mm -hmm. 25 shots concentrated in in a home i don't know how big the home is yeah for them to hit the wrong target and then uh i don't know this is um the most shocking part is that he survived Yes. Like alone that she got killed, but that he actually survived and he shot at them. So that is like the interesting part of the case. Also, that he acted in self defense and you're going to charge him for shooting a police officer, but you came in plain clothes, didn't announce yourself. Yes, and that's why I said, uh, so, I, and, I, and I really hope the people of Kentucky that they support the, 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 the boyfriend. Because uh, as you mentioned, yeah. it's a stand your ground law, and they're all about defending your home. Again, you had better you had better de- announce yourself, your jurisdiction, your motherfucking badge number, before you uh, you you kick in someone's door, start firing shots, because you're gonna get your head blown off. Yeah, that's that. We're gonna have to stay on top of this one and see uh, how how the feds uh, respond to this. And I know yeah. they got internal affairs. And everything of that nature within departments, but I would really like to see um, some federal involvement in, in, in investigating these these countless uh, police shootings. And it's it's interesting. Like obviously, she was a target of interest. And no um, in the back of my mind, I I, I, I agree with you because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, did she like maybe say agree to testify against her uh, someone else, you know, in the organization and. They take mm-hmm. witness. I don't know. Again, I, I'm, I throw conspiracies out there, but you said you think she was a person of interest? Well, yeah, she's tied to the drug dealer that they already apprehended. This mm-hmm. is a key part. They already had him in custody before they did this raid. So meaning, if you already got the person of interest, why are you going after this person? You already got who you're looking for. Like, well, with executional style force. Not coming in for questioning. That's a lot yeah, different. Oh, and that's why I said it, it kind of has the smell of a hit. You mm-hmm. know, assassination. Like, could she possibly have some information on someone? And, you know, it's uh, many, how do you say, fictional uh, accounts of, you know, police officers being used as assassins. But there's also some, you know, some live, uh, some real world uh 
stories where, where police have uh, been, been used to, to conduct uh, assassinations. But again, we're, we're speculating and, and throwing things mm-hmm. out there, but it, it's a possibility. It, it's a strong possibility that we're, we're going to have to follow up on. Yeah, but um, I guess we can see this. Well, but I'm, are they getting too big? I'm curious what that means for Prime members. Um, we had the we had that conversation about how um, how streaming and stuff like that, how videos are going more towards uh, towards streaming. So what I could foresee is Amazon buys a theater, right? Mm-hmm. Boom, movies are coming to that theater that Amazon has. But at the same time, Amazon Prime members maybe could watch those same movies from home. I could see that being the thing. Is Amazon being too too big? Um, I want to say yeah, because who's thriving right now? Walmart and Amazon. And yeah, who's, and fast who's food. Getting wiped so out? Fast. Who's getting wiped out? Small businesses mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, Amazon just gonna go just off the off the strength of COVID, you know. So are they going to get huge off of that? Hell yeah. And then um, as far as them acquiring the movies thing, that's, I don't want to say small potatoes, but it's going to, it is a power move. But when you tell you, when you really examine Amazon like this, you have your retail. Cool. Amazon mm-hmm. had the power to crush the mall, more or less. And yeah. what happened, COVID just came and kicked it in the ball. So mall's done. So Amazon got resale on deck, competing with Walmart. And then uh, AWS, the yeah. Amazon uh, Web Services. This is where they make the lion's share of their revenue. They're not so much the retail. They make it from selling cloud storages, from selling like computers. Would it be advertising to marketing? Not so much. AWS okay. is exclusive to like all the things that are running in the back end to host mm-hmm. Like to host your applications, to host your business products. I do believe they're into advertisement. I I can't speak on on that, but when I tell you that Amazon Web Services are so big, they make so much money off of that that they can sell their retail stuff dumb cheap. They're like, yo, we don't have to, we only need to make 32 cents off of this deal because we're making so much money doing other stuff. But in the long run, they're crushing the small businesses. They're like, because they're not worried about a profit margin. They're just like, yo, as long as we can kill this company, kill this company, kill this company, in the future, they get all that back. But you got AWS, what else? Amazon's getting into space. I believe yeah. the Blue Horizon, where they're I getting think. into, to, is another one of Jeff Bezos' company or maybe linked into Amazon somehow, but they're yeah. already getting into space. So to answer your question about AM, acquiring AMC, like, I suppose something also mentioned is uh, that Prime Video thing, mm-hmm. like Netflix. It kind of competed with Netflix, so they always yeah. got into that. So they acquire AMC. Oh damn! And then you mention Whole Foods. So then you, oh, have you Whole got Foods. Uh, Washington Post as well. And uh, well, again, is that owned by Amazon or Bezos? It's, it's it, it, like... it doesn't matter, but it kind of does matter from the legal perspective. Yeah. Like say Walmart owns the guy who owns Walmart owns something else. They can't knock him and saying like, oh, you're like, the individual is getting too powerful. The entity, mm-hmm. you know, is so, but long story short, Amazon has a lot of stuff underneath their umbrella. 
They're yeah. already too big. They're already too big. Like trying to uh, what's the antitrust and stuff? Mm-hmm. So they're like a freaking octopus, man. Like in this dystopian. What would you do as president with Amazon? Like legally. What would I do with them? Like, I guess to keep them from becoming like a monopoly, like hardcore. I mean, they damn near are now. Well, let me me ask you this. If Amazon had the power to Mm -hmm. give everyone who is unemployed a job right now, if they're in that position to do that. Mm-hmm. President, I would say yeah, like do it if, if you guys can. You yeah. know, um, I would. I don't want to say well, I work with them until I found a strategy to destroy them. But <laughs> I'm not, my only bone to pick with Amazon is they're not paying their fair share of taxation. Like um, you guys have X amount of billions coming through there. Give. Let's just be fair. Come on. Oh, Jeff, you're so funny, man. You found another clever loophole to get out of paying $100 billion in taxes. That's, yeah, yeah, I get it, Jeff. That's funny, but, like, pay your fair share of taxation. And I know they're getting huge. They're already, they're already huge, but how much, how much did you say that contract was with the CIA? $600 million or was it a billion? I'd probably say $600 million. Yeah, yo, you're talking about, like, what is that, season one, right? Yeah, that's season one. Those that's contracts, they're already in bed. Like government yeah. already so deeply in bed with um, true with with Amazon. It's like I am a certified AWS cloud practitioner, so I know that there is a section that there's specific rates that they have government rates just so Amazon can store. All, I'm sorry, just so the, the government can store all of our data cheaper and, and get good deals out of it. But they're already in bed with uh, government. And I don't think government could, I don't want to say operate without AWS. When I put it to you this way, AWS went down for a moment and like 75% of the internet went down. Like Netflix went down because they depend on AWS. Like wow. a lot of people would have got their stuff on there. So I, I suppose the best thing I would do is I would try to work with them. Like, listen, like I applaud you what you're doing. You're, 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 you're allowing government to operate smoothly but um we want some money you gotta give us some money jeff and i was listening to um some guys talk about this amazon buying uh amc right they brought up some interesting points they said um amazon could conceptually this is what i thought of listening to them they can conceptually be like walmart and best buy put together except they would focus more on entertainment and a little bit of retail. The difference is the entertainment section, right? So I was thinking about, I got an AMC theater down the street. Mm-hmm. And how the guys portrayed it when they were discussing this, they were like, well, you take two of those auditoriums and make them into retail spots. Mm-hmm. Like one make a food and other make whatever, whatever the other one would be, right? It's a hybrid thing. I can't, I can't get what you're saying. And then they said, make sure you keep the movie experience high quality. Like, don't skimp on that. Also, other things they said, you can push Amazon content within each movie. You can also premiere new seasons of shows at the movies to draw people in. Um, Is he taking COVID 
in, mm-hmm. did he take COVID into consideration? Say again? Did he take COVID-19 into consideration? Like, how movies aren't exactly booming at, at the moment? Yeah, that's kind of what... I'm trying to remember when they taped that episode I was kind of watching. I forgot where I watched that. It was on YouTube, but I forgot. I have to go back and look what date. But just conceptually, I was thinking about I was like, actually, that kind of makes sense. Like, those brick-and-mortar spots, they're everywhere strategic. You can use it for distribution. You can use it for all kind of activity because most theaters are at least, what, 14... 10 to 14 auditoriums, which are pretty big in size, like a convenience store size for each auditorium. I totally, at least. Like, uh, I totally like the business model. I, I think yeah. it's successful assuming, you know, people will start going back to the movie theaters. And then one of the biggest things is just cross-selling for Amazon products. Like, yo, doing that at the movies, incorporating AMC on top of um all the studios like universal paramount all that stuff bro they win because they got everybody it's gonna be very powerful but let me bounce the same question back at you are they too big considering all the facets that they're in and their relationship with government yeah they're already too big because and then here's something else you got to consider as well and i suppose that's something i would take more consideration as well in office is are we dependent on Amazon the function. Yes. Sir. Like all our data, like I mean a hypothetical scenario, but Amazon had some sort of mouth malfunction. Mm-hmm. It, um, let's just say um, a piece of legislation did not pass in mm-hmm. Amazon's favor and they did some self sabotage on their network that they control that also holds, you know, US data. Could they hold our our network's ransom. I don't I, I don't know. It, it seems like there's that possibility exists. Like mm-hmm. when you're talking about and I wanna simplify it as much as possible. Like mm-hmm. sure most of our upgraders out there are using the cloud. So more or less let's just think of a really big cloud where the government stores very sensitive information. And it's like if Amazon, and again, this is hypothetical, we're not throwing any accusations out there, but if mm-hmm. Amazon had a disagreement with government, could they, they could potentially, and I'm not too sure all the security measures in there, they could potentially like, I don't want to say delete the cloud with all mm-hmm. this information because it's being stored on Amazon's infrastructure. It's that, that potential, maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't, but um, I, I see we are dependent and partnering with uh, with a, a huge company. And, and I dare say there, there's going to be, um, well, there will be conflict of interest, but mm-hmm. there's big room for one hand washes the other in, in, in special favors. But my understanding at the time I hear that Jeff and Don are not too close to friends. Mm, interesting. I was gonna, kind of dive in on where you were going with that. Also consider they can sell state secrets. Not saying they would. Mm. To the highest bidder. You gotta think, Amazon is international. I know they can, as far as accessing the data, I don't know if they can do that because I'm sure they have their own, the government has their own high-speed encryption, meaning like locks on those files. Yeah, I'm not telling you that Amazon is like 
let's just say, consider Amazon the hard drive and all of that data is on those hard drives. And if Amazon's like, oh, you don't want to do what I tell you, I'm just going to break the hard drive. So by default, all those secret documents could be destroyed. True. You know, those critical uh, systems could be destroyed, but not as far as like access and distributed. That's more of the, the threat that I, I, I perceive. Okay. But they could because they are pretty much, I don't know. They could, I don't know, that is a possibility as far as like, you know, accessing the files and distributed those insider threat, things of that nature, something to consider. But we definitely seem to have a, and I don't call it a partnership or a dependency, but we have a, a, a relation, we meaning the US government have a, a relationship with, with Amazon. Yeah. Crazy um, times, bro, they're getting bigger, so. Yeah, man. I guess the next thing we could talk about is can capitalism and being socially responsible mix? Can we do this in America? Um, well, I, I'm kind of cheating by answering your question because you, you, you put me on to what a B Corporation is. But mm -hmm. um, doing a little uh, research on that, I say yes. And I just wanted to do a little preamble rant real quick. Like, there are over a million prisoners in America and we have found a, uh, a capitalistic solution to, to keep people in prison and, and fed and clothed. However, we have not found a capitalist solution to feed the half a million, uh, the half a million homeless. So I, and I, I want to say if we found a great capitalistic solution to do all these things, homelessness and hunger would not be a thing. And without further ado, CJ, tell us how we can do that with a B Corporation. Okay, so I'm going to read off the definition of what a B Corporation is. It's a benefit corporation. I had never heard about this until recently. So long story short, it's a for-profit corporate entity. Mm -hmm. It's authorized by 30 U.S. states and the District of Columbia with a positive impact on society, the environment, in addition to profit, it's legally defined goals. Benefit corporations differ from traditional C corporations in purpose, accountability, and transparency, but not in taxation. An example of a B corporation is like the ice cream brand Ben & Jerry's. Okay. They were also, um, I do believe they were military veterans who formed that company. As were well. they? I wasn't I sure. Do, I do believe so. Also, B Corporations lean on, um, what was the 